Hey folks, we've got breaking news from <laughs> Studio 306E this lovely Friday morning. Yes, we sure do. <laughs> we walked into our lovely study room and actually, for the first time in our whole whole life, there was someone in here before us. Someone, how dare they be? How dare they be in, in here? Our studio. In our studio where we record, <laughs> I had to I had to knock on the window and be like, "Get out of here." No, I very I very sweetly smiled and waved. <laughs> yeah, you did. Well, because okay, cuz the girl looked like she was about to die. Like she had her head in her hand and was over it you were yes. like she's done so we walk in and uh on the lovely whiteboard where we usually write funny things about studio 306 the coolest campus podcast studio around <laughs> that's true <laughs> um just written in um like kind of like black block lettering fall semester got me like and then in quotations I'm. This has a curse word in it, so if you're offended, plug your ears. I'll, I'll beep. I'll try and beep it out. Andrew as you will say beep it. it out as I say it. Okay, one, two, three. Chuck it in the beep. bucket, bucket, and move on. You waited until I beeped. I did. I wasn't ready. And then it's just quoted engineering student, which. You know, engineering students, they do have it pretty rough. Yeah, they, they, but you know what they said? They just chucked it in the bucket and they moved on. <laughs> I think that's, that's a good motto for everyone. Yeah, you oh, know. I'm Andrew. And I'm Hannah. <laughs> and this is No Apologies, the podcast. Welcome. Sorry we didn't introduce ourselves we earlier. We, we were just, just uh, we were really excited about, uh, that new quote. That new quote. We're going to use it. We're going to use it to get over things that, it's hard to get over. I'm Sometimes gonna try you're and, stuck on stuff. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to try and draw a box around that and then write save. You know how they used to do in like yes, high school? Yes, and save with like three underlines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they used to do that in like some of my classrooms. And my professor got really mad one day because there was like there was like six boxes of like save, save, save. And she was like, screw this. And she erased them all. <laughs> and uh, if that's not a power move, I don't know what is. Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to talk about this button? Oh my god, I got the coolest button today. So, like, we've been recording in the library, and if you've listened to any of our episodes, you know that. But we kind of made friends with this library girl, because we record on the same time every day, and she works at the same time every day. Her name is Jess. Nice to meet you. Um, (laughs) We're going to talk to you about the podcast today, so if you end up listening... What's up? That's a (laughs) shout-out. But they have these cute little book buttons that say, Censorship leaves us in the dark. Read a banned book. Which I think is super cool and super fun, and it's my only motto is, guess, read all the banned books, because there's a reason they ban them, and you want to know what that information is. Yeah. Should we look and see if people I, still ban books today? I was really curious what banned books exist in the United States. Um, I'm assuming mostly bombing. Do you think it's like, like, if it's a ban, do you think like the school bans it? I doubt the university. <gasps> List of oh. books banned by governments. Oh. Wikipedia. Okay, that's interesting, yes. Okay, let's see, let's see. Um, very for Fahrenheit. Here we go. I can tell you like what the country is. Should I see if there's any for America? A lot of this is like here. I'm gonna read out some of these countries just so you guys get an idea. Yeah, just give us an idea. A glimpse. Um, Australia, China, Germany, India, Soviet Union, Russia, <laughs> United Kingdom, India. <laughs> The Soviet um, Union doesn't exist anymore. Hannah. I don't think it's... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this is an undated list. United States. Okay. Candidate or Candide? C-A-N-D-I-D-E. A French satire uh, by Voltaire is banned. It was banned in 1759 Uh-oh. for obscenity. Did I say that right? Obscenity? <laughs> obscenity? Obs- obscenity? I don't know what that means, but oh. Yeah. I don't know. Is that the only book in the U.S. that's... The Canterbury Tales is also banned in the United States. I don't think... Is that... Or has it just... Banned in the late 14th century. These must be, like, old ones. (sighs) Yeah. Interesting. Um, Catch-22 was banned in 1961. Now you can buy that in any bookstore. (laughs) See... (laughs) You cannot read the Communist Manifesto in Russia. (laughs) I think there's just... uh... I wish there was more recent ones. I'm gonna. I'm gonna well, look. I oh. think they're strongly challenged books. There's not banned books necessarily. Malaysia banned the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy in oh. 2011 and 12. That is interesting. And so I think it's more of like a public, like libraries and schools, like they challenge certain books. There's uh-huh. not like the U.S. government has certain books censored. I don't <gasps> think India banned Great Soul Mahat. Gandhi and his struggle with India in 2011 because oh. it suggested that he had a homosexual relationship. 
Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Are you allowed to say, was that not PC? Maybe Wikipedia is not being PC. I don't know, but I I don't see any current books that are like, but also would they, they probably wouldn't tell us. Um, yeah, But it's right? a very interesting thing. I think there's mostly not anymore, but like, it's like private institutions can ban books. Um, and, or there are strongly like commonly challenged books yeah. like for religious reasons or like obscenities i guess i don't know it's interesting i think the fact that there are banned books in other countries right now though that it's kind of sad that we can read yeah um is very sad to me very very like that's just freedom of disturbing um but that's also why (sighs) we have something called the um listen to this first amendment (laughs) yeah 2010 united states um, the book is called Operation Dark Heart. In September 2010, the U.S. Department of Defense overrode the Army's January approval for p- publication. So I think it's like an Army memoir that they... Per- so the, And then they, they said they banned it, and then the Department of Defense purchased and destroyed all 9,500 <gasps> oh. first edition copies of the book. What do you think was in that book? Citing concerns that it contained classified information that could damage national security. What? <gasps> Dude, look, and then they published a censored version, which contains blacked out words, lines, paragraphs, and even portions of the index. Sounds like the Mueller report. Sounds like there are secrets <laughs> in that book. Sorry. If anyone reads Operation Dark Heart, let us know what secrets you find out. I didn't mean to make a political comment. No, I but... like it. I think it was good. Okay, then. <laughs> um, but no, that's super yeah. fascinating. We'll be there's... done with the banned book corner. But... Yeah. <laughs> it, was a cool, it was a cool topic, Yeah, though. read a banned I... book. I bet it's like banned book month or something. It might be like banned book awareness or like censorship awareness month or something like yeah. that. I'd say also it's always good to pick like the old classics that the United States banned back in the day yeah. or like the schools banned because yeah. then you can really just say, screw the system. Yeah, that's true. I, I like that. A that's lot. why I like banned books. It's a yeah. nice little like feels way for... It feels a little for, rebellious. It feels a little rebellious. But also you're just getting amount. insight into what like the you're past just didn't think was okay. Yeah. So it's interesting. Screw censorship. Screw censorship. Let us say what we want. Go to the library and get a cute little button. It has a light bulb on it. Let people form their own opinions. People have opinions. Huzzah. What have you been up to, Hannah? You know, I've actually been kind of kicking it uh, chillaxing style. (laughs) (laughs) Kicking it chillaxing style. (laughs) Yeah, you know, did the classic bike to alluvial this weekend. Nice. Did not kill any frogs this time. Excellent. I love to hear it. Yes. We did stop, though, and um, survey a a pond for its swimming capabilities and may or may not have made a decision on that. You made a decision on whether or not it was capable of being swam. A big swam in, and and then maybe swam in it. I but, see. Uh, you know, you don't need to give details. Don't let the record reflect anything. Yeah, <laughs> that was a vague enough story that it didn't tell us exactly anything. But but also it did give you know, an idea of kind, kind of, of what, what we were yeah. we, what we were up to. That's okay. Yeah, we did that. What did we do on Saturday? I hiked around with this pup um, that lives in my house with me. It's my roommate's pup. Um, hmm. I feel like I did something else on Saturday, but I think I really was just kind of doing homework and catching up. I watched that new X-Men movie. Oh, is it good? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, the only reason I watched it was because Sansa Stark from Game of Thrones was in it, and I think she's pretty cool. Oh. But um, the writing is terrible. You can get good actors, but if it's bad writing, it's bad writing. I mean, Would not recommend. I tell my friends their lives are bad writing all the time. And I love that. They don't get it. Let's but. tell them. Let's start, t- start telling people their lives is just bad writing. <laughs> That's lazy writing. <laughs> I mean, it frustrates me to no end when we go out to the bar or okay. we go out somewhere, and I'm I'm with people that like not necessarily like great friends with, right? But like, but like your acquaintances, and they just sit there and they don't talk. Yeah, that's really bad. They just writing. go there to just be at the bar. And I'm like, you're like this is on the verge of alcoholism. <laughs> this is not like I want to go talk to the people I know. Right, like if you're gonna go hang out at the bar, like you want to go talk at the bar, and even if you can't, like if you can't. If you don't have anything to talk about, like when we were at Alluvial, we kind of like exhausted conversation yeah. topics because everyone's just really studying. Right. And, but then we played Cheers to the Governor for an hour. Okay. So it's like, you know, you can play a little fun drinking game. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. It's just people being lazy and they're like being a person almost, oh, which is right. weird. I know. 
I don't. I never really. Maybe they're just like introverted and. Or maybe they're like having an off time. Maybe I don't they're know. having an off time. I don't know. I shouldn't judge, but it's just. I mean, but if you're going out <laughs> with your friends, make an effort. <laughs> Friendly reminder that you know, and I and I'm all about like so take the time for you and do mm-hmm. the self care and whatever. But if you're you also self care your friends, like I think that it's very important <laughs> that anytime you talk to someone, you're like, hey, like. I'm out here. I'm going to be present, right? I'm going to be part of this conversation. I can be like on my phone, sitting around doing nothing. And I also think that it's important. This is, I'm going on a tangent now. Tangent, tangent. Tangent corner. If you are complaining to your friends every time you hang out with your friends about how shitty your life is, excuse the language, how sucky your life is, um, maybe rethink your whole interaction with your friends because no one wants to hear that all the time Preach. only that and that's exhausting and then your friends don't want to hang out with you and then you lose friends and some people come to me because i'm the advice queen and they're like hannah i don't know why my friends don't want to hang out with me anymore and i can i can honest to god if i was a brutally honest person i would tell those people it's because you complain all the time about everything and no one wants to hear that have you taken your have you do you know your enneagram number yeah i well but i think it's different now oh. i was i took it in high school when i was very much not the person that i am today yeah, I was gonna and say, i was uh i like introverted yeah uh, you sound kind of like a two J, like, i think oh this is different oh it is enneagram is a number not, oh it's a number yeah. i didn't know that what is it um it's like a person another type of personality test but it's like it's just like how you interact with others and like how you handle things what's it's it called a, it's E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. Enneagram. I'm going to take it after we record the podcast. I am a number two, a helper. A helper? Oh, I like that. Um, but they're, it's pretty cool. I don't know if I like, believe all of it, but it's like a pretty neat thing to like at least understand like how you, how you, your like leadership styles, how you communicate, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's neat. You're number, you said you're number two? Yeah. Favoritism <clears throat> and manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it says. Yeah, that's the downside. That's the downsides. Well, I could say that I I am very kind of manipulative. Those I, are the sense. yeah. Those are the, like the downsides to your personality. Oh, okay. Which I do have favoritism. favoritism. So what's that like? You show that's favoritism like, towards people, or people show it towards you? No, I show it towards people. I show it towards people too all the time. And then like I use my leadership style and communication style and how I can read people. Right to manipulate them sometimes. Well, I mean, isn't that kind of like just your super secret? superpower that you get to use it is my super secret superpower i agree that's probably why we get along so well as we're both twos well we'll see what it actually tells me that's my guess that's what you are i would i would agree because i'm not very confrontation-y and i don't really i mean i'm a little distracted but we all though yeah i'm very communicative so i wouldn't fit under the investigator Right, right, right right i'm not really a designer or an achiever i think i would probably fall under achiever in high school though now have you heard about, um, there's a few universities that are doing studies to see if, like, they can, um, about missing classes for self-care. So you had mentioned really? self-care before. Right, right. And places of business were also, have been discussing, like, missing work or missing class. Okay. As, like, a valid reason for self-care to miss those certain so, things. What do you think about that? I'm, I, I have a lot of ideas. Um, one, <laughs> how many are you allowed well, I think there's like, or is it just kind of like a you can use it as a six a the, sick day, but you're not sick, you're right. doing self care. Yeah, that's the thing. So I think it's like there's not really a line because it's you making the call. Okay. So it's kind of hard for me to justify them actually. Right. Doing that. Well, because what's going to keep me from being like, oh, I'm taking three self care days and then I'm taking six vacation days and I'm going on an, you know, eight day right. long vacation, I nine think day it's long like, vacation. I think it's like a difference of certain people actually need them and certain people just don't. like, yeah, they think they need them. I don't know. I don't think, I think it'd be a long ways off for us to like figure out exactly like how that would work. Yeah, I don't know. I like, I, and I like the idea of self-care and like, I'm definitely like, feel like it's important, Yeah. but it's also like, do it on Sunday. Well, that's what I think. <laughs> I Sunday think, is self-care day. I think that'd be, that's a great, great thing to say. Like, <laughs> maybe I'm should, just too organized. <laughs> no, I think we should be putting more focus on self-care on our weekends. Like take some time on your for you Don't like that's, that's what emails. i use my weekend for yeah Don't answer your emails like light a little candle take a boba <clears throat> bath watch that true crime documentary you wanted to watch you don't put have some to, lotion on your hands you don't have to fill every single minute with activity put some lotion on your hands <laughs> practice self-care you guys put some damn lotion, put some on, damn your damn lotion on your hands <laughs>
Hey, Andrew, have you ever been to a Bath and Body Works? Is that that strange place with barn siding that gives me a headache when I walk by at the mall? Oh my goodness, right on the nose, that's exactly what it is. Then the answer is no. Oh, <laughs> well in that case, you better head on over there and get some lotion for all your self-care needs. That does sound nice. What kind of scents do they have? They have all kinds of scents. They have new ones like white sugar cinnamon and cherry blossom and old classics like sweet pea and probably something else. Sweet pea brings me back to the old memories of elementary school. Does it? When girls masked their prepubescent B.O. (laughs) smells. Can I bring you back to sixth grade. Yeah, it feels like sixth grade. Yeah, I was walking in the lunchroom. Oh, you were? And uh, I was walking by some older kids, and one of them stood up and said, hey, is that Fat Albert over there? And they're pointing at me. And so for an entire half a year, I avoided the lunchroom altogether, ate my lunch, and then walked outside of the room and sat outside the doors. So that's what's that sweet pea scent. You got it. I mean, it's so nice to just, you know, put a little bit of sweet pea on your palms and rub it in and just take it right back to sixth it's grade. It's the sweet, sweet smell of bullying. You know, whenever I put it on, I remember the time in the sixth grade when Megan Hallman came up to me and told me that I had stolen her boyfriend. And then I refused to go to school for three days and told my mom I had the flu. It's funny how these scents stick in our memories so, so sweetly. Such happy happy memories of good times and good people that's right so go to bath and body works and use the promo code bullying (laughs) (laughs) for 50 percent off your purchase let's put some old school nostalgia on our hands and practice some self-care that's promo code bullying (laughs) b-u-l-l-y-i-n-g thank you you're welcome right along welcome to the segment where we talk about the earth <laughs> the environment this the is ecosystem. this is something that we like to take extremely seriously which is why i just hiccuped when right. i was saying that uh the environment yeah and all other e words earth environment ecosystem, ecosystem. uh extreme <laughs> <laughs> uh i'm Blanking on any I, other I don't have any right other. Excellent. Eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Encouraging. Erroneous. <laughs> oh, what's a new in the world of in the environment today, Hannah? Well, you know, this week uh, the UN had their climate talks. Ah, yes. How'd it go? You know, interesting. Not great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all you need to know. <laughs> but did we really think it would go good? Right. I mean, as far as our government or any government mm. or any system that ever had to make a decision ever usually goes, nothing really happened. Um, but let's, uh, do we want to, I'll do a quick highlight reel and we can kind of talk about what we think. Let's do a quick highlight reel, bounce some ideas off of each other. All and... right. Skedaddle on around. Let's skedaddle on around. Y'all, this is from the New York Times, so pretty reputable. Um, Yeah. Uh, The United Climate Action Summit was on Monday this week, um, and it was basically supposed to be a meeting of presidents and prime ministers and corporate executives who all met and wanted to make a plan for how to get the global economy moving away from fossil fuels towards more sustainable systems and to combat climate change. Uh Hopefully you all knew that. If you didn't, that was your uh, that was now, your quick quick definition of a climate uh, summit, summit, climate action summit. Now, when they do these things, they just talk. They don't actually make any. Yes. <coughs> official... So a lot of like speakers and people try to they like make pledges and stuff. So okay. it's like it's less like law and more like this is a goal or an action item. Kind of like the net zero, like company or yes. countries want to be like. Carbon net zero. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, unfortunately for the earth and all humans on it, um, a lot of our big uh, CO2 and fossil fuel consuming countries aren't really stepping up and taking the initiative to make those those um, combat pledges, right? Right, so, like the U.S. China. Right. So even though like U.S. China are saying like a lot of the you know, um, citizens are like, hey, like this is what we want to see. 
China made no promises to take stronger action. The U.S. actually vowed to pull out of the Paris Agreement. Um, so they literally did the exact we're opposite. We're kind of moving backwards, which is unfortunate. Um, at the end of the day, though, they did have 65 countries announce um, efforts to achieve net zero emission by 2050. Okay. So it is It is kind of the the the, the old... We'll just push the date of net zero yeah. further into the and future also, and make kind of these feeble promises. I also want to highlight the verbiage of that. Efforts. Right. Effort. The word efforts. Um, yes. Is interesting because that means they're doing things to be at net zero, but that doesn't mean that those things will Will happen. Yes. <clears throat> or will happen in general. Yeah. Yeah. Or they the- want to like get rid of automobiles, mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Like there's no, like there's nothing holding <clears throat> the people who made the agreement to it. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing yeah. drawing that hard line. Um, interesting enough though, there was, um, I'm not sure what an asset fund manager is, but Asset fund managers and businesses also um, said that they would aim to get a net zero profile of investments. And I'm all for corporations, like yeah. So I think it's I think it's yeah. good that they are letting corporations come in. That's pretty nice, right? Um, yeah. The the remainder of the article just kind of goes on to spotlight specific things that happened, okay. um, and what people talked about. Uh, now tell me about this this character from Sweden that yes. that came and is kind of an inspiration to us all. Some people like her, some people, some people don't. don't. Right. Her so, name is Greta Thunberg. Okay. I think I'm pronouncing her last name correctly. Um, she is a 16-year-old climate activist from Sweden. Um, yeah, I don't know. She We've talked about her a little bit in my environmental philosophy class, and that's really where I um, had first heard of her. Because our professor was talking about how she, to get to these climate talks, she had made she made a vow that she was never going to travel by airplane because of the high rate of carbon emissions that they give off. So she Which, took that's a, really a cool. boat. That's cool. Two weeks it took, I think, to get over. Which, that's right? Crazy. 16, yeah. to make a vow like that? Like, it, it's a changing environment and world. And I get that she's an activist, right? So you do kind of have yeah. to take extreme steps the thing i like about her point of view though is she shouldn't have to be an activist right right because she's a child she's a child she's a child activist which is like what and we are our generation so gen z basically the ones that are being vocal now Uh we're starting to get into that age where we are more vocal doing things yeah um i i think we're we're taking that role yeah, of making like, the impact, even though I feel like compared to other generations, like when they were our age, like right. not they weren't at all. even thinking about it. Yeah, but I definitely I would agree with you though that if if anyone was stepping up to be an activist, it needs to be people our age and not. Oh, I completely agree. I like just a think child, right? I, I know mean, it's not a it's, child. It's, She's a sixteen-year-old. Right, if I was sixteen, like, I'd be pissed off. But it's like she shouldn't <clears throat> have to worry about that right now. Correct. She needs to worry about you know getting through school and the mean girls who put lotion in her hair. I, the, she should be more concerned about the sweet pea bath and body works lotion, right? And less concerned about melting ice caps that will flood her city and. Make her move to another place. Exactly. And not to be like, and not to misconstrue our words saying that she shouldn't be an activist because we yeah, yeah, 100% yeah. support her yeah, and stand yeah, yeah. up for her. But I guess our comments are more on the current system and how, you know, well, and she said people that herself. are stepping up and so she has to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she said those, those words herself in um, her speech to the UN. Yeah. Where. Which, first of all, it's amazing that a 16 year old girl is Could get in front of speaking the to the UN. I don't know exactly all the steps she's taken, sorry. Uh, no, but I think it's fascinating how basically adults are just not They're not they're not doing it. Doing well, it. Well and I think I think what really was interesting to me is I'm like I and so so much respect for this this girl, but you know, she came in front of the UN and she threw blame. Like she yeah. got mad. And she was like, it's your guys' fault. I have no yeah. hope for the future. And you guys need to be doing stuff about it. Which I thought was very, very bold. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like 
you know, the first thing that you learn in a lot of your persuasion and your rhetoric classes is don't insult your audience. Yes, you're supposed to, like, build goodwill with your audience. Right, and right. And then talk about what should be changed. And I think, I think it's such a <clears throat> testament to how, you know, drastic our current situation is that, you know, that we had to throw that out. Because yeah. it is. It's time to assign blame. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um I'm just, I hope, I hope to God that her anger at the situation um, and her blaming of people, right, doesn't kind of hinder her movement and make people disregard her as, you know, some angry child throwing a tantrum or someone who doesn't really know what they're talking about. I think no matter what, people will do that. Right, because even I, who am like, yeah, good for you, girl, stand up, like, let's make a difference, was very taken aback by... The anger, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But also, right? And then it was, it surprised me. And I was like, well, you know, she's valid. That anger is valid. I yeah. just, I hope that that is kind of the mindset that people use and not, oh my God, she's so like, well, this is what you did and you can't even talk, you child. Yeah. It's, it's a weird position that we find ourselves in because... We know who's... Like, we've known who's to blame. Yeah. That's the thing. And We then, just never really say it. Yeah, we never really say it. Or we never um, really go up to their faces and yell at them about it. Right. right? Um, and then also, like, the political back and forth in our country may, has basically, like, blinded us from the, the climate issues. Um, just, like, with ways that we can improve mm-hmm. our country for environmental benefit um it's been mostly economic focused right. um which not to say that right free market some of economy that, isn't yeah and some of that is important i think we find ourselves at this interesting position where uh, yet again we're trying to figure out what's important to us right right because we still have poor people that can't feed themselves right and then to tell them that it's important that we have to start do all this other stuff cutting instead back of like, on you know, emissions and things like that. They're just trying to like travel somewhere to get food. It's so it's hard to like yeah. find this weird balance that we're in. Right. The U.S. is in. Mm-hmm. We need to figure out our own problems, but we also need to figure out our own problems in a not selfish manner. Right. To well, the rest I mean, of the world. And I, 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 and I don't know. And this is just a thought that I just had going off what you said. I mean, <clears throat> we as a developed nation have kind of moved past that first, right? If you're a priority, you know, if you're in a underdeveloped country mm-hmm. that, you know, their priority is like farming and food and right, let's get some, let's get food in our stomach, yeah. right? That should be their priority, but that's not a problem for us. I mean, it is a problem for us here for certain groups, but if you It you're shouldn't like, have to be because we do produce enough food. Right. The, as we are sitting in a developed country and we have more opportunities <clears throat> than those in other countries, so we're not sol- trying to solve those first problems. So it is kind of our job to take on this climate problem because yeah. it's a problem that we are equipped to deal with. We kind of... We started it, you know, and yeah. I mean, we're not as much as, you know... Let's allocate our resources and have the people who need to focus on not climate stuff focus yeah. on it. And let's have the people who don't really have anything to focus on focus on it. And I'm no, and by no means am I saying, right, that we do not have poverty in the United States, whatever. Yeah, whatever. we definitely do. Um, and we definitely need to work on that. And that's so important, and we do, and we need to allocate our resources. But, I mean, like, we have these huge corporations with a ton of money that can start throwing money at the climate problem. Like... I agree. Like, uh, let's do it. If, if, you know, and if we live in a place where, like, you know, capitalism speaks more than government, like, let's start talking to the companies and be like, yo, yeah. you know, my government's not doing shit, but I'm going to stop buying your product if you don't take right. some steps. Which I think some people have done. Like, there is kind of that shift in, at least in young people. Like, yeah. they're picking and choosing what products they buy mm-hmm. based off of, like, things. Like, for example, like, uh, uh, like a lotion that right. has an ex- like an exfoliant, like a bead in it. Right. If it's plastic, I'm it's, not going to buy it. No. Like, I'm going to read the label. Yeah. It has to be, like, actual rock or something right. like that. Right, or something. That's just, like, a small, obscure example. Right. I'm not saying, like, picking a specific lotion from a specific company is going to make any environmental impact. Right. But 
Money does talk. Money talks. Well, and it's the same. If you're like, you know, you start spending your money locally instead of like in these big businesses that are yeah. like shipping stuff everywhere and that talks. Or if it is something that you do, it's a big corporation or something, right? Yeah. Be like, hey, like, I don't like how you're making this product like this and I'm probably not going to consume it that much longer. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the plastic straws. That's like, exactly right. You know, Starbucks changed it because the consumer said... We don't want them. There wasn't any law that the government made that no. we couldn't have plastic straws anymore. But no. enough That's people were true. pissed off and stopped using them. And I think just one more point that I have yeah. to this whole deal uh-huh. is we have that whole idea of America first. Yes. Which I think we need to really evaluate. I think there are per- certain parts of it that are good and right. are strong and are beneficial for us. Okay. But I also think that there are parts that we need to consider, reconsider um, putting ourselves first or like considering everyone. For sure. In the equation. For sure. And so I think that kind of has created some of the problems. Mm-hmm. We have this huge like America first movement right now. Right. Um, which in some ways, like, yeah, we do need to figure out our own problems. But we also have more opportunities than a lot of other people. Right, we do. We yeah. really do. And we need to take advantage of those. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's kind of where I'm at with and I don't have the answers. Right, I don't oh have the gosh. answers either. And like and I'm probably like <clears throat> and I probably don't have all the perspective either, right? And True. by no means are we trying to like erase other people's perspective or whatever. Exactly. We have the perspective of a college student in Des Moines, Iowa. In like the Midwest America. Right. We grew up in similar situations. Like, it's It's hard. hard. (laughs) There's so many things to take into account. And I'd love to like have conversations with, I'd love to have conversations with people about like, well, what do you think is like the, maybe the best way to like go about this is, okay, let's pick off the low hanging fruit. What can we do right now? Right. And for some people that's plastic straws. Mm -hmm. That's recycling their water bottles. Yeah. That's that, that type of stuff. It's bringing the reusable bag. And that's great. I think like, that's a good thing to do. Yeah. But But I think there's other stuff too. Right. If you want to like take the next step and you're like, okay, I want to do, you know, not eating meat on Monday. And that's a step that you could take to it. If you want to be someone who only shops local and you have the financial means to do it, right? Like if you have the ability to take the action, I'd say take it, Mm -hmm. right? You Mm -hmm. have privilege. Use that to help further, you know, the cause of let's preserve the environment. Yeah. Yeah. And by no means, I think like, are we supporting like one, uh, like, Like, don't eat any meat or don't eat... Right, right. Like, don't oh, support, like, yeah. other farmers or things no, like that. No, because, like, yeah. Because that's that's where we grew up and, like, what we know. Right, like, support but, your like, local farmers. Like, that's huge. But there's obviously, like, research saying, like, that certain things are causing more emissions, mm-hmm. etc. that, like, you do need to acknowledge. Yeah. Um, and one of those would be, like, meat production. I right. think, like, like you said... There's ways we could just make decisions like maybe once a week or something right. like that. Because it's not, and I think that's <clears throat> the thing is people get all worked up because they think it needs to be an 100% shift. Mm-mm. But I don't, it doesn't really have to be. Mm-mm. I mean, like, you know, if you want to do it well, if you and look make at your the... 100% shift and be vegan or do whatever that is, right? Yeah. Do it if that's in your wheelhouse. But like, I like to eat ice cream and like, yeah, I, that's exactly. not in my wheelhouse. Exactly. So, you know. I've seen a, there's a, a chart in one of my classes I'm in now, Global Agriculture in a, okay. cha- in a Changing World. It's a super cool class. That is super cool. Um, but we were talking about like energy consumption. Okay. But energy in the form of like food. Right. So like grains, yes. cereals, um, meat, uh-huh. all those different products. Meat is actually a pretty small section of it. It really is. Um, the largest one is rice and mm. there's wheat and barley and, and then the corn and soybeans, obviously. Right. But those products are also used in other things. And it's a global system, too, if you think about it, it is right? A global like, America system. does, like, do more meat production than, like, China, right? So they're probably... And they probably do more rice than meat, right? It's kind but they of cultural. Also, yeah, exactly. I think it's cultural, um... But, but yeah, sorry. Are, I just wanted to clarify but, that it was globally and not just U.S. Yeah, oh, yeah. But I guess, like, the point I was making from that is that, from that evidence, like, there's... That's proof that we can find a balance. Right. I, right. And that's what it is. It's all yeah. about balance, I think. And it's, like, let's... It's we're talking about um, in the NREM controversies and mm-hmm. whatever um, 
about like preservation versus conservation, right? And Murr was like, don't touch it, right? We have to preserve yeah. everything. Yeah. And it's like, no, you really should kind of do the conservation. If we, we've already meddled in it, right? If we can balance it out and do the conservation and right, make good land management decisions mm-hmm. and at least think a little bit, mm-hmm. it's probably better off for the environment in the long run. And if you're a preservationist, don't come down my throat. But <laughs> I think preservation is kind of an... It's just outdated. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a lost, it's a lost cause, right? And mm-hmm. we don't really have that, like, you know, pristine, untouched natural environment to not touch anymore. Correct. And then, uh, and, you know, just like to piggyback off of that, mm-hmm. I went to the Greater Des Moines area botanical gardens yesterday. Beautiful. And the curator there, um, his name is Kelly, I believe. Okay. Super nice guy. Graduate of Iowa State. Oh, that's and awesome. horticulture program. Um, he could talk your ear off forever. I he love uses it. big colorful words, but he was talking about, you know, like preservation, like had its time and like is important in like understanding natural biological communities okay. that we have. But in the year 2060, like the climate here in Iowa is going to be more so similar different. to like Western Nebraska right now. Yeah. Like it's going to be drier. Mm-hmm. It's going to be warmer. Yeah. We're going to have less precipitation, mm-hmm. and so it's going to affect the soil. It's going to affect the biological communities. That's so interesting. And he said, so he said there's, like, there's studies that show – so there's a city in Oklahoma okay. that is basically the model of what, like, Des Moines will look like oh, wow. in 35, 40 years. Okay. So, like, they're studying the biological communities there, the plant communities there now – that's really So cool. that they can prepare to have, like, plants on the market and things like that to better serve the people and, like, have commu- biological, like, wow. plant plants that people can plant. And that will better fit the new. Cities that, like, things that people can put in the ground that oh will God. better, like, survive in the new climate. That's really cool. So, like, they're, they're trying to understand, like, what is, what it's going to be like based off of what's what existing is- in other areas that are going to be similar. Because, like, you know, the climate, like... The climate zones are shifting northward a little bit. That's yeah. that's, that's that's just, just that's just facts. science. That's not like a bias or anything like no. that. It is just moving for mm-hmm. north further north, and so it's kind of cool to like. That's really cool. Understand how that I is. I like want to go to the botanical garden now and talk to this guy. <laughs> yeah, and so they're projecting that like the Great Lakes, or Great Lake states, is where like all of the ag is going to move up to. Kind of, wow. and so there's concern that like. The forests and stuff that are there, like, are, is gonna it, be, are those going to shift or, like, what's that role going to look like yeah. and all those soils? Are they going to be able to support that? And so there's so many different aspects that we could keep talking about I know. I love it. We are a little scattered. I know. But I, like, I love everything we're talking about. And so I guess maybe the main takeaway is that there are multiple perspectives. There are so many perspectives. And there are multiple different ways that you, us, right. and everybody can, like, steps that they, we can take to make a change. Yeah. So... Just like yeah, when talk you think about, about it. it. That's think the about biggest other, thing yeah. that we always talk about. Because if you talk just about it, then you can it. learn the other perspective yeah. too. I think, which is so important. Like even just mm-hmm. yesterday, <laughs> here we go, another tangent. I was in that interim class with Ben Wilson. Our well, I shouldn't say our friend name. Ben. Our, our friend Ben. Our good friend. Our good friend Ben. And he was telling me about um, this like management technique that they're using for forests that I didn't know about because I haven't been in a forestry class in a while. Um, that they do eighty percent mixed management, ten percent like clear cutting and 10% like don't touch it which is like I thought was so interesting and so smart because you got a little bit for you know the economy you got a little bit for the preservation and then the mix management really is probably what's going to benefit the most (laughs) and that's 80% of your stand yeah and not to use too many forestry terms right if you're confused you can always email us with questions but um, I just thought that was so clever and cool and it was something that i had we never have to heard get about creative. and it was like i wouldn't have heard about it yeah. if i wasn't talking exactly you have to get creative you have to talk mm-hmm. and you have to be willing to listen to oh so, so cool yeah yeah that's our environmental talk for the day yeah. sorry we were scattered but like i liked it it's important it stuff good. it did feel good mm-hmm. um yeah what else we got i i feel like i had a funny story to tell i do I can't have remember one what it is i do have one thing to talk about I so hear it. It has to do with the man from Iowa 
that um, was raising the money for the oh, Iowa Children's yeah. Hospital. Mm-hmm. So you may know the story. There was a guy that had a sign um, on TV during the college game day right. here in Ames before the Iowa-Iowa State game. State. And it was raising money. It was supposed to be like raising money for beer money. Okay. And then it turned into, well, people were donating so much money that he was like, I'm just going to start donating it to the University of Iowa Children's Hospital. Like, that's amazing. Yes. And so then it turned into this huge campaign to raise money for the Children's Hospital. Wow. It reached over a million dollars. Oh, my God. And so there was all these news stories. He was on, like, Good Morning America. Wow. All these like shows. Viral, basically. Yeah. And then the Des Moines Register. Oh, oh no. They were doing an article. Okay. And the 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 writer for the article um, apparently was doing a routine background check, which apparently means digging through Twitter back to when the man was 16 years old. Oh. And found a sketchy tweet. Tweet. Uh, and so the good thing is, is that the writer asked the man, Carson is his name, okay. about it before it was released. Okay. And so then Carson was able to have a comp- news conference before the article was even released. Oh my God, To talk though. about it. So he deleted the post, like, before everything went out. Okay. Then announced it and said like he was right but like also talked about like he brought up a tweet that he had three years ago that was about like how bad racism was and like how the world should change and things right and so oh it was he was 16 (laughs) yes i mean and that i mean i don't know and and so i'm I'm finding a trend that we're also like why are you we're finding a trend where we're talking about 16 year olds and (laughs) we really are it's, (laughs) it's this interesting thing where Yes, you should be mindful of what you're posting because everybody can see it. Great reminder if you go viral one day, right? I know. I just went back on my Twitter and the only thing that I could find when I was 16 was a tweet that said, when my pigs sneeze, I say bless you. (laughs) And I... If people are going to get me on that, I guess... I guess they're going to get you. Yeah. At least she said bless you. I know. I think that's like so... I don't know. It's so interesting that like... That's what we wanted to focus on as a society. And I get, and it's important, right, when we don't want the racism, bad, 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 racism, bad, racism, the cancel culture. But, like, let's not, like, for, like, yeah. sh- like overshadow, right? Like, the good thing this was, children's hospital, and let's raise some money. Right. And the good thing was the money was raised before the tweet the came money, out. The money was raised. The tweet was just, like, existed, like, in the, the backlog of his Twitter page. I gotcha. Like, 2011. That's right. a long way. No one remembers I didn't that. even have a Twitter back then. I didn't have a Twitter back then. Um, I didn't even have it. Like, the only thing I had was Facebook, and that was even, like, 2014, I think. I, I think I was, like, what, 12? Yeah. How old were we when, in 2011? So young. Oh, 2011, I would have been 11, 12, 13, 14. 14. Yeah, that's a long time ago. I... <sighs> Ugh, yeah. So I just wanted to... I thought that was an interesting story. The that nice thing about the article is that, like, it was all the great things. And then right. it was, like, and then that third was paragraph the from the bottom. And no one ever reads down that far. Right. It was just, like, it made up a bunch of well, news on the Twitter they, and like, stuff like that. they, like, talked to him, too. <laughs> just friendly reminder. Be good about what you're posting. Yeah. And then, like, maybe go forever. back and check and make sure that you don't have any, like... Quotes from a funny movie you thought was funny that is that maybe kind isn't of PC anymore. Not, yeah. Like, yeah, let's get rid of those. Which like the PC culture and cancel culture like is kind of exhausting. Yeah. But just like do your best. I right. Guess. Well, because it happens with the comedians too, who all like they got canceled right for the racist tweet, and it happens to everybody. Like, yeah. which is a shame that yeah. everyone's still so racist. I know. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> What other funny stories you have? Anything? You know, I, I don't really have anything. Um, my Speaking of, though, like, old things coming up on my Facebook, my old homecoming mm. promposal popped up, and it made me all nostalgic for the old times with my old crew. <clears throat> and my uh, my little friend group, we only had one guy, so he asked us all to homecoming. Um, and mine, I was really into Harry Potter, and mine said, Owl <clears throat> was wondering, wandering. Like, W-A-N-D, if you would make homecoming magical with me. So everyone, take a moment. Think back to your senior year homecoming dance. (laughs) Think about the corsage and the song that they played when they played Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus and how good your dance moves were. I am just picturing lots of sweat. Yes. And um, disco lighting. Rolled up. 
collared, like curled up yes, sleeves. Yes, up sleeves. Maybe just a... Uh, a little bit of Axe body spray oh, in the background. Oh, yeah. A little bit of Axe. Um, a little bit of, like, just teen angst. Yeah, a lot of teen um, angst. Maybe- a lot of, like... Like kind of like uh, we had a our, our it was it was always held in our cafeteria. Yeah, and ours then you, too. You would kind of bust out into the patio if it, it was getting too hot, or you had to go yes. be dramatic, or like someone yes. stole your date. Yeah, and then you had to go cry on the patio. Go cry on the patio. Now, did like, all the girls take off their shoes at your? Oh yes, dances? the shoe pile. The shoe pile. The shoe pile was. Oh, do you remember that shoe pile? <laughs> Why did you spend forty dollars on shoes you were only going to wear for a half hour? But the dinner. The dinner, the dinner before was important. I think my favorite part of homecoming was getting dressed up and going to dinner. Oh, yeah. That I didn't really thing. like to dance. <laughs> my least favorite part about all of homecoming was trying to figure out the group that you Oh, my in. God. So much drama. So much drama so with much your drama. homecoming group. Yes. Um, I have Where are we going to eat? Where are we going to go? <laughs> yes. I have lots of stories I could tell. I love it. That also lead to... <laughs> Stories Tears that are incriminating. Broken friendships. Uh, it, it, no kidding. Broken friendships, incriminating facts that I should not share I on the podcast. I love it. Um, Everyone think about some of your incriminating <laughs> facts. And remember how fun that was? Don't share it with your friends. All though. I'll say is I was not a part of it, but there were pancakes involved. Ooh. And that's all I'll say. I love it. My friends it was are gonna, the perfect amount. My friends are going to kill me now. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, it, it honestly wasn't even my friends that did it. It was just like another group. I'm going like, to There was remember. drama. And it wasn't even my group that was involved with it. It was just like... My other friends and their other group. It's okay. It's just, ah. You don't have to justify it to us. I'm sorry, Hannah. You're good. No apologies. No apologies. Yes. No apologies for homecoming. I'm not going to apologize for, you know, being all angsty after the (laughs) dance. And I would drive out to Sailorville Dam and I was 18 at my senior year homecoming. And I bought a pack of cigarettes and I sat on the Sailorville Dam and I would smoke my pack of cigarettes. Yeah, I was an angsty. Hannah. Andrew, I was an angsty kid. I love this movie. It was great. (laughs) It's a great movie. You can rent it at your local family video. Yeah, I would sit out there and I just I would just chain smoke cigarettes and I'd sit and I'd like turn my car stereo all the way up. And I'd sit on the hood of my car. How much I hated everything. Oh. Yeah. Mm. I hate high school sucks. I have to move out of Iowa. I don't know what I want to do. Why doesn't anyone like my writing? (laughs) To be a fly on the windshield of that car. To be a fly. (laughs) God, that would have been great. Everyone think back to like your favorite high school memory. Because like even though that was so (laughs) angsty and like whatever, that was my favorite. It was my favorite part of high school. Really? Yeah. I think. You just have this one thing that is just so epitomizes the person that you were at that point and that's sure. my thing i <laughs> <laughs> what's yours <laughs> i don't know if i can pick just one. Oh, but tell me a few i, I this is the only thing i want to know i want to uh, know about who people were in high school and what was their defining moment my defining moment i gosh I, senior year was just a whirlwind of amazing exciting i energy. love that that's good um, my senior year was full of like big events like okay like for sports and things like that like we all did really well like my class we were just overachievers um and so some people might roll their eyes but like we no just, good we for just, you guys don't roll your eyes like you guys just, are ahead and you probably got really good scholarships yeah <laughs> and we like we won state in basketball oh my god amazing um we went to semifinals in football but like i think there's some like really <laughs> I'll just tell like a few, one funny one and one more serious. Yeah, that's what I want. It's not really that serious, but But okay, less funny. Um, picture this: it's March. Okay, we've been practicing our musical for months and months. Okay, the Adams Family. Um, and to be a fly on the wall in that theater. I love the Adams Family. Cafeteria, you mean? I love it. I love it. Uh huh. And uh, a cafetorium. Sorry. If you ever like come across old pictures oh i have that, some just send them my way i have <laughs> that's some. the only thing i want um, but the 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 defining <laughs> moment or moments um our basketball team also played state the same weekend as our show okay and so and all of us are involved in other things so okay. like we all went to the games right oh i love it cheered or we're in the student section or we're in the band all that kind of stuff and so <laughs> i just remember being all dressed up for our closing show, like okay. our last show okay. on Saturday night, and being dressed up, but standing in the gym, like in the stands okay. for the like 
state basketball championship like pep rally after I we won state. Love it. And so we had all been at the game, and then we raced back, got dressed for the for the, for musical, the musical, and then but quick then, like, pep rally before the musical. Quick pep rally before the musical, which Ooh. brought a ton of people to the musical. I bet Let it me did. add, <laughs> it uh, was like the best closing night. <laughs> but like, there's an awful picture of me. <laughs> Uh, dressed as Uncle Fester in the stands, like cheering for my yes! friend. Yes, yes. And my oh! friend Courtney in her long ass wig, and it's just, that was one defining moment. And then like, oh, we had a great night that I night. I love that so much. Andrew. We all like you literally made my day with this story. These are all, my favorite type of stories. We all hung out that night, like all, my whole friend group, and it was just, just perfect. It we was just one like of those celebrated, days. like we celebrated just. Kind of like all of our hard work. Oh, and like yes. That day kind of like was the, we're kind of done with our deal. Our heist, it was like the end. Kind of, oh. we were all kind of like finished with our responsibilities. Yeah. So it was kind of exciting. Oh, so it was like we're free and yeah. we're good and we're ready and this is the next chapter. Yeah. But it was like that right on the teetering edge. Right. Oh, I love that. And then, I don't know, like we got to go to Disney for band and chorus we after that. Too. That's the best. Um, so that was a great memory. Like. Me and all my friends, like, senior year, like, living it up at Disney World. My real question for you is, did you play in a parade in March, or did you sit and did you play a concert in, like, downtown Disney? My friends marched. Oh, they did. You were in choir. I was in the choir. So um, you sang? So we sang at Epcot. Oh! Which was, which was also neat. See, we we sat down and we played a concert in downtown Disney, which <clears throat> I think is called, like, Disney Springs now Probably, or something. Probably, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. So, but that was a great memory. Oh, I love that. But just maybe like graduation. I think, I think that's I don't know great. why. I hate to say that. But no, like, graduation's good. Like if that's a good memory for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just lots of, um, I love the people that I was friends with. I know. With we were just so. talking. I don't know if we recorded or not. But I don't how, think so. Talking about, talking about like staying in touch with your high yeah. school friends. I'm so jealous that you are. I, I'm going to say it again on I'm the not, air for I'm the record. I'm not in touch with a ton of them, but like. No, but I think like, a few that's, of them. I think it's key to have a few, right? Like yeah. at least stay in touch with the people from your past. Because like as much as you want to forget it, that's like, I don't yeah. Not that you want to forget it. I, I'm, right. I'm, I'm projecting. No, but I know what you're saying. There are some things that you're like, yikes. Right. Like, that's not <laughs> who I am anymore. But also, I like, I love the idea of being able to hold on to those old connections and like. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are great. people in your life. Not all of them are great, but some of them some are of great. Are, and I yeah. agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a, it's a good life. Oh my God. What a fun. Do you have, sorry, do you want to add anything else? No, I, I think that's. I thought that was a really great, what a good way to end. It's a good way to end. And just go um, on our day. I do have one last, like, yeah. happy, happy story. So oh, happy there story, was a viral story. picture of a baby hippo and a hyena um, that basically, like, nose touched near a watering hole. Um, and so they were, like, kind of playing with each other. And I just think that if you take nothing else away from this, there is hope. I touch your sweet, sweet hanging a nose to a hippo nose today. <laughs> that was just such a great picture. I saw and I, I love that. I so. love that too. Well, oh my God. Thanks for listening, dudes. Yeah, this has been a, a long and a everywhere long episode, podcast, yeah. but like a good one. I'm Andrew. Totally. And I'm Hannah. <laughs> thanks <laughs> for listening. Is, thank you for listening. This Sorry. has been No Apologies, the podcast. No apologies. Goodbye. Goodbye.